0: And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idalla.
1: Happy Friday. There it is. You're in your car, you're heading home, or you're home and you're making the Friday night dinner, or you're just leaving the office and you got me in your ear pods. Welcome to Friday. San how you feeling?
0: I'm feeling good, man. We're looking forward to the weekend.
1: Yeah, how was your lunch today, Sam?
0: Ah, lunch was great, courtesy of you. Uh, nice and stuffed.
1: <clears throat> well, I don't even know if you're stuffed, but uh, yeah, we did a little Casablanca uh, lunch today with uh, the whole AM970 crew, including the one, the only Joni Pelzer. <laughs> Sam Belina. I'm waiting. The oh, I,
0: I was being nice last time we threw it to her, but all right, <laughs> I can go. I can go back no to being me. Under. I could go back to being me.
2: All right. There
1: we go. Hello, Joni. How are you? Hello, Arthur. And How are you? We have Luca Joseph Idala in the house as well. Hello, Luca. You're in good shape, buddy. Yes. He's giving me give me the big thumbs up. Little tumbling dice. I'm wearing my Rolling Stone. Say hello. Luca. Yes. I'm wearing my Rolling Stone socks today. So I had a great day today. Um, it's uh, last night we, uh, Judge Cammons lectured at the uh, Kings County Criminal Bar Association. And he was very, very good. Best
2: CLE I've ever been to.
1: He Very good uh, there, Joan. He uh, he spoke about the Fourth Amendment. And the Fourth Amendment is the part of our law that stops law enforcement from kicking down your door without a warrant, from rip, r- rummaging through your um, car without a warrant from seizing you, like grabbing your body and arresting you, unless they have probable cause, it's a pretty big one of all of these, you know, if you look at like the the first versus the fourth, eh, the first like people can impinge on your speech, not nothing you want to see happen, but it's not going to cause you any pain, the fourth will cause you pain, the eighth will cause you pain too, that's the cruel and un- unusual punishment, uh, it was very well attended. I would say there were about 100 people there. And then we we graciously said, look, if you want to leave the Brooklyn Bar Association at 123 Remsen Street and come around the corner to the Custom House on Montague Street, you know, uh, I dollar and cammons will buy you a libation. It was somewhat of a cerebral crowd listening to uh, case law. So I'm thinking, ah, no one's going to come. Well, when you use the word free, F-R-E-E, uh, people come. <coughs> If you make it free, they will come. That's the uh, motto of uh, Connors and Sullivan for their initial uh, consultation. So uh, a whole bunch of folks came and there were a lot of familiar faces. Some some real great lawyers as well. It was wonderful to uh, be all together. You know, people are still like like astounded about gathering like post-COVID. Like people still have like post-traumatic stress from COVID. Um My friend Dave Kletzik from the district attorney's office was there, as well as some judges. It was uh, was a very nice evening. And then I left and uh, sauntered into Manhattan from Brooklyn and uh, went to look at a couple of establishments for maybe uh, Rapid Pulse to do a a little gig in June. Uh, And then I was back up at Crack of Dawn. And a lot of people wanted to talk to me about President Trump and the possibility of him getting indicted. And as simple as I could make this, because it's not such a simple case, right? It's not just like, oh, he stole something um, or, you know, he, he robbed someone or he, he, you know, punched someone. What they're trying to say, you know, again, I don't know what's going on in the grand jury. I just know what being reported, what's going on in this supposed to be secret proceeding that when President Trump was running for office for the presidency, he, uh, basically authorized his lawyer, Michael Cohen, to make a $130,000 payment to Stormy Daniels so that she would not repeat the claims that they had a sexual encounter in when she had, in her capacity, I believe as a, uh, what was she, Joan? Was Stormy Daniels a prostitute? Was she a dancer? She
2: or was, was she a, a an adult um, escort, movie star, I a believe. Porn star. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you. So,
1: <laughs> so uh, you know, I guess when you're running for president and you're and you're running, especially on the Republican side, the p- folks in Utah and Wyoming, and you know, they they may not be too fond of. Uh, the married president um, hanging out with um, a porn star.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, although I'm not sure he was married when he was with uh, Stormy Daniels. No but that's, that's not really even the point. The point regarding the criminal side of things. The point is, is that it, Michael Cohn made the payment and then needed to be repaid. And it's really how he was repaid. And they're saying that there may have been false documents that were created and submitted... Um, which is filing a false instrument uh, as so that the $130,000 was veiled as a retainer when there was that it was not really a retainer was not really for legal fees. And I believe that false document was filed with the um, the committee, uh, the election committee, the federal election committee. So they would have to prove that he filed a false document somewhere in the jurisdiction of New York of New York County because the Manhattan District Attorney's Office only has jurisdiction, not in the five boroughs, just in New York County. But it's somewhat easy for them to get jurisdiction. They they find little loopholes about, you know, well, even though the the document was mailed to Washington, DC, it was mailed from a New York City mailbox and that gives them jurisdiction. But that's only a misdemeanor. For it to be a felony, which is a higher crime, which could carry up to four years in prison, uh, they would have to prove that he did that in furtherance of another crime, and that crime would be defrauding uh, election law, and again, that would be New York election law. Um, it's very novel. I, I do not know of any case uh, in recent history where this has been pursued. And here's my two cents. Forget about how you feel about Donald Trump as a human being, as the president. Was he a good president? Was he the worst president ever? The best president ever? If you're going to be a local district attorney, which is all uh, Alvin Bragg is—he's just even though it's New York and you know Manhattan and we think you're the king of the world—you're still a local district attorney. If you are going to indict the uh, a president for the first time ever and then actually charge him where we're now we're talking about handcuffs, mug shots, arraignments, you know, you better have a real good case regarding very substantial crimes because no one says that common sense should not play a role in, uh, in charge you know in prosecutorial discretion and a prosecutor whether it's the da or lower a assistant da's or a u.s attorney or assistant u.s attorneys the you know one of the things they're supposed to do is use prosecutorial discretion um unlike a defense attorney who has to zealously represent his or her client a prosecutor has a quasi-judicial function meaning They're supposed to be more objective and look at the totality of the circumstances and weigh the good versus the bad. And I do not see the good in arresting Donald Trump because of this infraction, even if it's a hundred percent clear that he did it, it will cause so much commotion. It will cause such disharmony, um, You know, it it could cause riots. I mean, again, don't get me wrong. If this was like a Watergate type of situation, if, you know, this had to do with one of his businesses before he was president and it showed, you know, he stole millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars. I'm not saying anyone's above the law, but having a fugazi retainer between, you know, you and your attorney, you know, regarding to scoot around the election law and that's what you're going to put not only the past president of the United States, but the past president of the United States, who's currently running for president of the United States. You know, if I'm Alvin Bragg, I'm like, look, when you came into office, you basically indicated you weren't going to go after this. And now you're changing your tune. You know, maybe you should go back and look. I mean, I remember Mr. Winder, my 10th grade English teacher said, usually your first instinct is the right one. Uh, I would definitely revisit that decision. The, the incident or the affair or whatever we want to call it, because I think it was a one-time thing with Stormy Daniels was in 2006 when Donald Trump was married to Melania. Um, I don't know. I would proceed with caution, uh, District Attorney Bragg. That's the best I could say because this could, you know, I was sitting where I'm sitting right now on election night uh, when, when Trump was running against Biden. And when the... All the storefronts here were boarded up, and, and, you know, we don't need that kind of controversy again. Not, not according to the set of facts that are being reported in the newspaper. We don't know what's going on in the grand jury. What I would prefer is they put all these witnesses in the grand jury, and then at the end, instead of asking the grand jurors to indict, the district attorney's office just writes a report that's published as to what Donald Trump did, And then let the voters and the the general public make their own decision. We are coming back with Ingrid Martin. Don't go anywhere. She is in the city hall every day sitting next to the mayor. We'll be right back.
3: Balance of Nature,
4: changing the world one life at a time.
2: I'm 58 years old. I was
3: told about Balance of Nature. I watched an older couple in their 90s. Go from being couch potatoes and not moving at all
2: to getting up. And then within a few weeks, they started going up and walking to get the mail. And then they're walking around the block. I mean, hello.
3: And I'm like, all right, if these people can feel better, what can it do for me? I am now out of bed all day long. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Call one 800 246 751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's one 800 246 751 Go to balanceofnature.com or call one 800 246 751 and get this
4: special offer by using discount code Gorka.
1: Let's talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan. You know, you never know when you're going to get really sick or a loved one is going to get really sick, and you may wind up in a hospital, and you may wind up in a rehab center, and those costs are daunting. They can absolutely bankrupt you, bankrupt you, but you may be eligible for certain government programs like Medicaid, so don't panic. Be prepared. Call Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law. They have been helping hundreds and hundreds of people just like you over 40 years. Years, They will tell you exactly what you're eligible for, and they'll also help you devise a plan to avoid such dire news as bankruptcy. You can call Connors and Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer at 718-238-6500. Their offices are Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. There's really no reason to wait. You have nothing to lose. It's a free consultation with a lawyer at Connors & Sullivan, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. The time to act is now. And after you speak to one of the lawyers at Connors & Sullivan, you'll be so glad that you did.
5: Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com.
2: Stopping us now. Everything
1: is all right.
0: Uptide, we got that, too, ready for her.
1: All right. I mean, are you going to wait for me to announce her? Like, how's that happening here? Uptide, I can announce like that. It. All right. Like Joni's happy. So whatever it works, is very happy. Baby right. wonder. It makes everyone happy. Everything is all right. Baby, everything, everything is all right. But don't call a baby. Don't call a boss. Don't call her the queen, don't call her the princess. I just was I was just told I'm just Ingrid. Just call me Ingrid. Ingrid Lewis Martin, the woman who is uh, who is right in City Hall when you walk in, you walk to your left, that's the executive part of things. And there's Ingrid sitting in the office right next to the mayor of the city of New York. She has her fingers on the pulse of the people of the city of New York. You know why? Because she's one of us. She's a real New Yorker whose heart and soul is in New York and is doing everything she possibly can to make New York the best place it can possibly be. Without further ado, Chief Advisor to Mayor Eric Adams, Ingrid Lewis-Martin. Welcome back to the show, Ingrid.
3: Hi, Arthur. I am so excited to be here and thank you for that warm and lovely introduction. I really enjoy being called by my given name, Ingrid and everything else, um, pales to it. So, so let me you. ask
1: you one question along those lines, growing up, did you have any kind of nickname? Like people used to call me Artie art, you know, things like that. Little Art, the <laughs> fart, Artie, Artie wants to party. <laughs> I mean, was there any like Ingrid, like any yeah. Ingrid fun names?
3: I actually did and I still do actually family names. My brother who is the teddy bear, I'm the baby in the family. My brother who is six year my six years my senior calls me Innie Boo. Um there go. my yeah, my dad who has transitioned used to call me Innie as well. And um a great friend of the family who was like an uncle used to call me Indy, which was probably my favorite name. So yeah, I do, you know, and and um I do have a husband who calls me
1: Moo <laughs> oh Moo, all right, my best friend calls his husband moo i am um, i am gonna stick with Ingrid if that's cool with you all right
3: yes yes fine. all right
1: so ingrid when when you and I have the opportunity to speak uh, uh you know off the air, you always make it very clear to me that uh the administration at city hall knows how important crime is for this city, and I just pulled up a couple of statistics. Um, that I just want to rattle off because they're they're very uh making me feel pretty good about the direction we're heading in crime year to date in 2023 is now down overall for the year the february yes. index crimes those are the bad ones rape robbery uh homicides they're down by almost grand, 6
3: per- don't be about grand larceny grand by by larceny
1: grand larceny, <laughs> grand <laughs> larceny down by almost 6% murders thank god are down 15% year over year Shootings are down mm-hmm. by over almost twenty percent year over year, and mm-hmm. the seven major arrests for February, uh, the the seven the seven major crimes for February, were at a twenty three year high. Oh, I'm sorry, the arrests were at a twenty three year high. And quality of life enforcement is up over three hundred percent in New York City, and I'm happy to hear that, Ingrid, because for the first time in a long time. Um, a guy came and dude did the whole squeegee thing on my window about a couple of weeks ago. And I haven't seen oh, that in a while. Oh, oh. And you know, that's just unnerving. I mean, it's not such a big deal, but you're at a light, you're playing with the radio. Or I was talking to Luca, my son at the time. And all of a sudden some guy, you know, kind of jumps out and he's got a wet thing and he's all on your car. And it doesn't make you feel really good, but it seems like crime is trending in the right direction. Ingrid, give us a little insight into what's going on in city hall. Uh, regarding specifically crime, and then we'll talk about the hundreds of other things you have to tackle.
3: Well, the mayor's mantra is safety is the prosperity um, for people to live better for quality of life. You know, he believes that if people are safe, that they will prosper, and um, he has been working very diligently and. Um, has been intent on ensuring that um, prevention and intervention is infused in our city in order to create a better quality of life for New York City. And the numbers, the numbers, they speak for themselves. So as you said, um, crime is down over, overall, you know, for the year. Um, February, the index crime are down actually by 5.6%. That means that there were 500 less index crime victims this february compared to last year so 500 less people were actually accosted and that's major our subways are safer Um, we have um instituted um a system with our police where we're not just infusing extra police but they're also patrolling smarter and and um it's working out quite well and people are feeling better you know which is a good thing. New Yorkers have a right to feel safe on the streets and on the subway and in their neighborhoods. So we're making really good progress in that front. So, um, Henry, let me, let me just give a little ins-
1: Shootings are down. I know, I know. Believe me, I, I shootings in New York City are now down approximately 21% for the year. Transit crimes also fell by almost 10% in February compared to the same period last year. How often, like, what is the interface between City Hall and one police plaza in between the police commissioner and the executive branch?
3: Every day. Mayor Adams has a daily call with all of his key commissioners, eight o'clock in every morning, and the executive members of his administration, which includes our chief of staff, our first deputy mayor, yours truly. We're on that call. And every single day he has calls with his key commissioners. And the police commissioner is one. Additionally, he has one-on-ones with each of us um, throughout the course of the week to ensure that we are doing what he expects of us. And as you know, because I said it before, and this is not news to your listeners, he's a retired police captain. So he knows what's needed in order to make our city safe. And he is intent on ensuring that our great commissioner, Keyshawn School, if you haven't had him on, I told you before, you should Um, is on the pulse and that she is able to work with um, Chief Madri and others in order to ensure that New York is not only feel safe, but are safe. Um, Let me tell you something. I'm not sure if you know this, but um, uh, 1,125 guns through February were seized. That's a 1.3 increase year to date. So last year at this time, we seized less guns than we did now. Arrests have gone down by 6.9% from last year, which is a 27% high. So we have a lot to shout from the rafters about. And this is having a really springboard effect. People outside of New York are hearing it and seeing it. Our hotels have been um, at an almost all-time high. They're almost back at the rates prior to the pandemic, which is a really Excellent sign, letting us know that um, our city is becoming safer. Subway, yes, ridership is going up. (laughs) So we're almost back at rates prior to the pandemic. So people are starting to see that the mayor's strategy of prevention and intervention is actually doing exactly what he needed it to do for our city. It's creating a safer New York City for all. And um, in time...
1: People will not only feel it, but they will see it. Well, let me, Ingrid. Give me. Let's skip it. We're talking to Ingrid Lewis Martin. She is the chief advisor to Mayor Eric Adams. She literally sits right next to him in City Hall. Um, you know, you talk about those eight a.m. phone calls. People are just curious. Are those are those phone calls last ten minutes? Do they last a half an hour? Uh, is it some days they last ten minutes and some days they last an hour? Give us a little insight into the workings of City Hall.
3: Well, the the phone calls can last 15 minutes to over an hour, depending on what it is that we're discussing at at the time. Um, They're daily, so sometimes if we have a call the prior day, which has taken us a really long time to comb through, the following day, it may not be necessary for us to be on the call as long, but... We stay on the call as long as we need to in order to address whatever the top-line issues are and to come up with a solution. And sometimes you can't on the call. So we'll finish the call, and then we'll do a huddle afterwards with the relevant um, personnel and the mayor. I have to say the mayor is very hands-on. It's amazing to know that there is a mayor in New York City who is on the pulse, not only with his constituents, but also with his team members. And he really knows what's
1: going on in every facet. It's amazing so, to me. So Ingrid, I, I could you just um we're talking to Ingrid Lewis Martin. She's the chief advisor to Mayor Eric Adams. They've been friends for decades. We could just leave it at that. Very close friends <laughs> for decades. She's worked with him in many capacities during the course of his career. Um you know, people make a lot of uh, uh, noise about the mayor being out at 9 o'clock at night at one venue or another and, uh, you know, eating dinner out or having a libation out. I mean, he did that with me a couple weeks ago with uh, me, him, and Geraldo Rivera. But, and you know, did you he, have a great time? Wasn't it good a, to be out with your mayor? I was, listen, it was spectacular. And, you know, it, it was 9.30. It's not like he was hanging out with me at 5 in the afternoon. So just tell people.
3: And he's up at 5, and he's up at five o'clock in the morning and he, he, made, he works He made that For the administration I mean, listen, a few weeks ago we had Maybe a couple of months ago He was up and out Talking to a team Of firefighters And police officers who were being deployed To go and help people in another country On behalf of the the United States He's the first mayor In the history of New York City To do that, it's not on record And I mean, he does what's necessary So he's a human being He's entitled to have a night out He's up at Uh 5 o'clock almost every single morning. So if he goes to a restaurant at 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night, he should be entitled to do it. However, if there is an emergency, he will leave that restaurant and go and take care of the city's business.
1: And um, what about, like, during the day? Is he in City Hall or is he, uh, you know, is he always out at events or is he sitting there, you know, looking at statistics, reading things, meeting with people? What's the day in the life of, 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 of this mayor of the city of New York?
3: Well, his day is complex, just like our city is complex. Sometimes he's in the office, hands-on, going through stuff with our team. As I explained to you, if we do an 8 o'clock call and we can't get through stuff and he needs to be hands-on, he will call the team in and we will huddle with him and we will come up with good solutions or we will get on the track. And then he will leave us as his leadership in order to come up with viable solutions. He meets with his constituents. He meets with um, people from different countries who are mayors and sometimes council generals. It depends on the day. And sometimes he is out and about in the community because he has to be in the community, and he has to meet with his constituents. And um, what people need to understand is that he is the mayor for all New Yorkers, not just the ones who who supported him during the campaign. He's elected, and he has to be there for every single New Yorker. That's what he was elected to do, and that is his goal. Well, I
1: could, I, I could vouch for that because I know – Plenty of people who very strongly opposed him, first in the primary and then in in the general election. And now I see him in pictures with them and he's shaking their hands. So good for him. Um, speaking about the mayor going out to eat, tell us a little about the uh, Breaking Bread events that he hosts.
3: Oh, those are wonderful events. They actually started when we were in Brooklyn Borough Hall and um, – It was such a success that he decided that he would continue with it in City Hall, and I'm actually glad that he did. It allowed people of different ethnicities, religious um, backgrounds, races, and cultures to sit down over a meal, and a meal that one may be unfamiliar with and to talk about what life is to them. You know, how they came into the country or if they were born in the country, the educational level, whatever topics of interest they want to discuss. But it allows people to realize that we may have different faiths, we may not look exactly the same, we may have different accents, but at the same day, we want the same things. We want to feel, feel safe, we want a good education, We want to be able to earn. We want an excellent living environment. We all have the same goals. And it makes people understand that we are much closer than we are in being separated. And it's a good thing. I participated um, when we were in Borough Hall, and I enjoyed it thoroughly.
1: And on this past when I guess yeah this past Wednesday night does does Mayor Adams go out and feed the homeless on like one night a week some yes, food line yes
3: yes somebody well, told me what? they were leaving
1: me they were leaving me to go meet him to go feed the homeless <laughs> for real you know, so
3: interesting well actually there's a gentleman who has um a program where he feeds the homeless on Wednesday and the mayor joins him this gentleman was helpful to us during COVID. Mayor Adams was probably the first. I don't want to insult anyone, so I'm being nice when I say probably, but I'm almost certain that he was the first elected official who was out and about with members from our team distributing food and PPE equipment um, to people during COVID. And um, the gentleman that he gives food out with was instrumental in getting us a lot of fresh produce and products and bringing it to the outskirts in Brooklyn where people were doing, um, without, and, um, it's just continued. And now we're looking at the homeless population and the mayor feels very strongly that people should, well, you know, he's a vegan and, you know, he likes people to eat their vegetables and good meals. So he's nothing, wrong nothing wrong he's with that.
1: Nothing wrong with that.
3: Nothing. He wants to ensure that people are getting a healthy meal as best he can. So and he also um, uses it as an opportunity to talk to homeless people and let them know, you know, we have options for you. And he's been successful in getting some of them to come on their own and go into good, safe havens where they can get wraparound services. So it serves like two benefits.
1: So when you know when I've spoken to the mayor, whether it's on this show um, or uh, in person, you know, one on one, he always you know he complains to me uh, publicly and privately that you know you guys will do ninety nine great things and the media doesn't cover it. And then you'll do one thing that's problematic or people disagree with, and you know it's all over the place. So, Sam Bellino, can you uh, could you cue up uh, Ingrid Lewis Martin's uh,
2: theme song, please? Welcome to the Good News Is with Ingrid Lewis Martin, chief advisor to New York City Mayor Eric Adams, exclusively on the Arthur Idala Power Hour on AM 970, The Answer. So we got Ingrid Lewis Martin on the line, and there's no
1: stopping her. So let me ask you, Ingrid, you know, you guys been doing this for a long time. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time because you did the whole Borough Hall thing with or you did the senator, the Borough Hall, the campaign for mayor, the transition, then the whole first year campaign
3: for the months. Senate when he when he ran to become a senator, his very first seat. I ran that. I ran his Brooklyn Borough presidency race. We did have a campaign manager during Borough his his Mario race but i overlaid it so yeah i've been with him from day one and i'm so, proud
1: of that are you tired you tired
3: i am energized because we are making real progress in new york city and we are on a trajectory where our city will be back and stayed. so i am not tired until we get the job done i feel like the energizer bunny i, I follow my principles he believes in no sleep <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well I let you know, let that that good for him. Everyone's gotta sleep a little bit. So before we let you go, Ingrid Lewis Martin, the chief advisor to the mayor, what what is the vibe in City Hall? You know, you got you got Max Young running around on the comms thing, you got Brendan McGuire as the chief counsel and, and you all your deputy mayors, you got my buddy Jimmy Otto over there. What's the vibe in City Hall?
3: We are excited, we are elated to represent um New York City. Under the leadership of our Mayor Eric Adams, we are feeling really good because his policies of ensuring that we put pop, put practices in place to bring in your back are working. You know, the numbers speak for themselves. Crime is going down. The hotel rates, the hotel um, night occupancy rates, they're going up. Um, just a good, good overall feeling. The subway ridership is going up, so we feel really good. Um, we know that under his leadership that New Yorkers will not only feel safe, they will be safe, and we feel positive that the, the, um, the visitors, will tourists, The tourists will come back to New York. It was packed last
2: night,
1: Ingrid. Times Square. I was there at 10 o'clock last night. It was packed. It wasn't crowded, it was packed.
3: Yes, yes. And we are going to, you know, just keep pushing that agenda. And we know that New York is back. And um, the rest of the world has to know it. But New York is back. And we did that under his leadership. So we are real happy. We are excited. And, you know, we feel like the sky's the limit. The sky right. is the limit. And with 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 media partners like you, it will help us to get our message out. So we appreciate you, Arthur, and we thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Ingrid. I, we try every day to get the good news out. I mean, obviously, we're not hiding. There, there, there's some, obviously, there's still problems in the city that you guys are tackling. But I am so tired of everyone just focusing on the negative and the negative and the negative. And I'm a positive guy. I'm a glass-half-full guy. So I need you to keep coming back, Ingrid Lewis-Martin. You know what's going on out there. You know the truth, and I love the truth, and I'd love you to come back on and keep telling us what the good news is, Ingrid Lewis-Martin.
3: And it's my pleasure. Thank you, Arthur Adala. Peace and blessings to you and your family.
1: Thank, Thank you. you. Thank Have you a wonderful bye. week. <laughs> Have a wonderful weekend. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, and uh, I'm going to wish Justice Antonin Scalia a happy birthday. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Way to go, and
2: where we'll end up, I don't know But we will not let nothing hold us back We're putting our shirts together, we're polishing up our act And if you've ever been held down before
4: I know you refuse to be held down Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, inviting you to join me for a remarkable travel opportunity that will change your life forever. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to the Holy Land, Israel, this October. It's the Stand With Israel Tour. Join us along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. We'll take you to key sites in the Holy Land, thoughtfully designed to give you unprecedented access to a region you've likely only read about. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and get all the details. We'll uncover important geopolitical locations and show you Israel's significance on the world stage, past, present, and future. Step foot on the ancient streets of Jerusalem. We'll sail the Sea of Galilee, pray at the Western Wall, and so much more. We'll have guides for our group, lavish food, and luxurious accommodations. No other trip will be like this one. Come with Dennis and me this October. Register today. Call 855-565-5519. 855-565-5519. Or go to StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com. On this Friday evening
1: let's talk about how we can help other people how we can serve our community and there are many ways like being a court reporter and helping the wheels of justice turn inside the courtroom but think about it when you go to a hospital you interact with a doctor for a very short period of time who's the who are the real caregivers the nurses And besides 1916's Plaza College having the school of court reporting, they have four other schools of study, including their school of nursing. The accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus within the best hospital system in New York City. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It is incredible. If you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu.
5: Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the civil litigation division of Idala Bertuna, and Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom. You've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala, Bertuna & at 212-486-0011 that's 212-486-0011 or visit us on the web at idallalawcom idallalawcom Idala bertuna and cammons fighting for justice fighting for you
1: let's talk about hemp leaf wwwh dot look them up right now they have a All of these products that are going to make you feel young, look young, be nice and hydrated. It's a shea butter-based cream, and I use it. I use it all over my body, from my tippy toes to the top of my beautiful, shiny, bald head. Um, They have these whipped body butters. They come in vanilla. They come in orange. Actually, they made me a special popsicle-like, what do you call that, creamsicle, orange and, and vanilla mix. Then they have this very cool liquid black soap. I do a couple of sprays on that on a loofah, and I'm all good to go in the shower. And um, the cool thing is this. Their motto is they wouldn't put anything – don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. Carol all said the same thing to us. And this is all natural stuff manufactured right here in Long Island, New York. They're vegan friendly and cruelty free products. And if you go working out over the weekend and you need something to rub on your aching muscles, try Icy Pot. It's a muscle rub that will help you feel better and recover. And don't forget, for you ladies who are running around in heels all day long, there's something called Helixir, H-E-E-L-I-X-I-R. You rub that on the bottom of your feet, especially your heel, and within hours you will feel relief. www.hempleaf, And if you make an order, you make sure you put in the name Arthur at checkout and you'll receive 10% off.
6: Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best. Period. <laughs> so tune in I on Real Estate Saturdays at ten on AM nine seventy The Answer. That's I on Real Estate Saturday mornings at ten o'clock on AM nine seventy The Answer.
4: Are you struggling with
0: your electric bill? JCP and L cares and is here to help. Income-eligible residential jcp customers may qualify for monthly bill credits, debt forgiveness, and other programs. Call 1-800-662-3115 today or visit firstenergycorp.com billassist to learn more. This message sponsored by jcp and aired in cooperation
1: with the New Jersey Broadcasters Association and this station. All right. So it's Friday. And hopefully you'll have some downtime over the weekend. And when you're chilling out over the weekend, I want you to hear about the special trip that our friend, morning show host Joe Piscopo, and the great Steve Perillo of Perillo Tours have put together. A tour to Rome and Sicily. I mean, two spectacular places. Rome three nights, including that special evening performance in a restaurant with uh, unbelievable food with Piscopo up there belting out some tunes. Then you go to Sicily, you see Catania, Taromina, Palermo. There's medieval towns along the coast. You're going to have a wine tasting at Mount Etna. You're going to see some of the, t- the towns where the movie The Godfather was shown. In Palermo, there's uh, Palermo itself is a beautiful city, and there's all these beautiful little seaside towns very close to Palermo. It is a A worry-free tour by Perillo it's nine nights in all the tour dates are October 18th to 28th you can be a part of this special event think about it go online go to perillotours.com over the weekend and once you are so moved as you should be dial 1-800-431-1515 1-800-431-1515
0: Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970 The Answer
1: So, when I hear these songs, there's a lot of different people I think of, but one of them is definitely Justice Antonin Scalia, tomorrow, March 11th is his birthday, it's also Mike Weiss's birthday, happy birthday Uncle Mike, um, I was so lucky to be friends with Justice Scalia, I don't, friends is not really the right word, Like friends is like I'm friends with Uncle Mike, I'm friends with friends. Uh, got let that note go.
2: Yay! Everyone applauds at that point. Um,
1: I don't know how to really describe my relationship with Justice Scalia. I had an enormous amount of respect for him. And I could say with a straight face that he had a, a, a decent amount of respect for me. I remember one time as I was heading to go visit him. Uh, at in in um, Washington and I guess I was in Penn Station heading to the train and that day on the newsstand uh, Cranes magazine came out and I was on the first the cover like the first top third and then once you opened it up there was a big picture of me on page three in a courtroom it's a very dramatic photo and there's a whole article about me being the what does it say it's on my wall the master of defense And uh, after listening to oral arguments, I walked into Justice Scalia's chambers and he was in a jovial mood as he usually is, as he usually was when we spent time together. And um, he actually yelled when he saw this. He was like, he he pulled it out of my hands. He was like, oh my God, look at this. And I'll never forget, he said, I can't wait to show Maureen. Uh, That's his wife of many, many years, many decades, I should say. And he sat down on his couch and he kind of skimmed through the article and he's like, can I keep this? Can I bring it home? I was like, yes, your honor. You could keep a cranes magazine. My parents will probably buy a hundred copies of it. Uh, so I was, uh, so I think I can say with a straight face that justice Scalia, uh, respected me as well, but you know, he was somewhat of a controversial folk because, you know, he didn't hold back, uh, his thoughts and his opinions. And sometimes they weren't always, uh, They were a little rough. Um, 60 Minutes did an excellent special on him in which he participated when he was alive. And one of his big decisions had to do with flag burning. And Justice Scalia told me once that the nights he slept the best were the nights that he reached a conclusion about a case that he hated the result of his decision. But he knew that the law, he was upholding the law the way it was written. Matt, play four and five, back to back, please. His philosophy has
0: occasionally led him to decisions he deplores, like his upholding the constitutionality of flag burning, as he told a group of students in Missouri. If it was up to me, I would have thrown this uh, bearded, sandal-wearing flag burner into jail. But it was not up to me.
6: Flag-burning was protected
0: by the Founding Fathers in the First Amendment, which is his only criterion, he says, under originalism. But do you respect that there is another way to look at this? <laughs> you know, the story of the Baptist preacher who was asked if he, if he believed in, uh, in total immersion baptism. And he said, believe in it? Why, I've seen it done. I have to say the same thing about your question. Are, are there, there must be other views because I've seen them. Yeah, but do you respect I, I, them? I,
1: I, I, you don't, do you? I,
0: I respect the people who have them, but I think I think those views are, are just flat-out wrong.
1: And, you know, what he just said, I respect the people who have them, but I think those views are flat-out wrong. And that, I mean, the people, two of the people I know he was very close with, uh, he loved Justice Brennan who was as far left as you could imagine when justice Scalia came onto the court. And a matter of fact, I believe he took justice Brennan's chambers when justice Brennan retired. And, and everyone knows about his friendship with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which again, he totally disagreed with the way she viewed the law, but that was what was so cool about him was that, uh, and you saw, you heard what he said. I think those views views are just flat out wrong, but you know, he didn't hold it against the people. He said, um, there are a lot of good people out there that have a lot of bad ideas. And uh, you heard that little laugh in that that clip. I was so blessed to hear that laugh so many times. Um, he left us at 79. His aunt, Lenore, is going to be 100 years old in a couple of weeks. And I remember when he passed away and I spoke to her and we were at the funeral. You know, she said to me, I should have died. I'm doing nothing in this earth. And he's done so much. She never had children, and, and Nino was like her son. Uh, I got so many compliments. This show did about having James Rosen on earlier the week about his book uh, Scalia and which you should go out and buy because it's really, it's not like a legal book. It's just a great biography. And uh, I want to thank all of you for listening. I want to thank all of you for a wonderful week. I want to thank all of you for humoring me or or listening to me talk about my friend, uh, Nino Scalia. And and I would call him Uncle Nino. And when we were alone, when we were with others, I was always very, very respectful. Um, We are, I got Padre Lou's libation. It's a St. Patrick's theme thing. I think it's more appropriate for next week. Uh, when it is, well, next Friday will be St. Patrick's Day. Um, Joni will be filling in Monday and Tuesday because I'm going to Atlanta, Georgia on a case. I'll be back Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Luca Joseph is here. He and I had a wonderful week together. And um, Sam Bellino, thank you for a wonderful week, Joni. Thank, thank you. you for a wonderful week. You did a great job. You got some great guests, and and you are so welcome. And I
2: love the Scalia conversations.
1: Thank you. And we are going to end with another, as a Friday tradition, another Rapid Pulse song. This is one of my favorites. It's called "I Close." my eyes have a great weekend it says i close my eyes and i just can't stand losing you so don't lose anyone you love fight 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 and show a lot of love have a great weekend everyone
3: Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Kamen's PC.